I want to put your best foot forward and set you up the best way I can in order to make you successful. So if I can help you get that person through that door and consult you on how to address that individual in some way, if you need it, I'm a happy camper. Well, see, and then the value of your service is not necessarily directly tied to what you're providing. And, and not, not only vendors need to do this, but dealerships also need to do this too, is that we, we always, as business owners, we associate the value that we provide to our customers is limited by the service or product that we sell. That's not the case at all, though. I mean, our, our goal should actually uh, to exceed that value, right? It's Absolutely. It's, the value is not just that I um, that you're my lead generator and you provide me leads. You know, the, the value on the dealership side is not the fact that they just sell a car to a customer. All right, we have to. That, that's just the expectation. Absolutely. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closers Coffee for that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closers Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. So to get this started, um, I love to always kind of start all these episodes off with kind of that two-minute introduction of um, who you are, Helen, how you got started in the business, and where you're working at right now. You know, So go ahead and lay it on us. Who is Helen? All right. So um, my name is Helen Sheblow. I am a digital marketing consultant for AutoSuite. Um, we actually are a started out as a software development company, um, you know, about 15 years ago, and grew into a digital agency and automotive specific. So we actually have a ton of products and services that are going to allow dealers to not only hit that reach and engagement that they want to see on Facebook, but we also provide that real time ROI and matchbacks. So 100% attribution on that side. We also do a lot of lead generating things. So there's a ton of different things that we do here. Um, my background, personally, I am very, very new to the industry, under a year, um, nine months to be exact. Uh, I came previously from, you know, my family owns a wholesale tree nursery, so I do have some sales experience there. But, uh, you know, post-college, I was grinding, working two jobs, and uh, actually met our director of business development at a, a wedding shower. And uh, <laughs> just hit it off, and I was in the office a month later. So, uh, yeah, it's been an, a huge learning experience um, that would take another two hours to dive into. So I think I'll just stop there. Um, no, that's cool. I, I'm definitely excited for not only the opportunity to speak with you and meet you a few weeks ago, but uh, <laughs> I learn from you daily when it comes to content. So this well, is awesome. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And you know, that's why we're, we're putting all this content and hence is the reason why we're doing this conversation, right? Is that we're, we're putting this out there for the benefit. Um, in this case, the decision maker, right? The, the GMs, right. the SMs, the dealer principals, the people that have to make those decisions. When we're talking about the companies out there that provide leads, man, there's a lot out there. Oh, there's a ton. Google there's it. There's a lot of snake oil. There's there's some quality stuff. You know, there's unfortunately a lot of buzzwords that are associated with them, and and people Gotta love those buzzwords. The secret sauce. There's not a secret sauce in lead generation recently. I don't understand why that that's the case, but I mean, you could call customer service secret sauce. Sure. Well, no, there there is there is right. So you know, you've had the opportunity to you know, to, to learn and kind of absorb as much as you can, you know, in the last nine months that you started in industry. Yeah. So let's kind of start there. What have you seen that surprised you and what 
did have you seen that kind of you, it was expected You're like ah that's what that's kind of what i thought i was going to get into as far as learning about automotive uh, learning about automotive so uh, that's exactly the the road I was going to go down. Um, something that did not surprise me is how hard it is to get a hold of the general manager of any dealership. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was a process, a learning curve. Um, when it came to something that did surprise me was I had a very good idea of you know, social media, what millennial doesn't, right? Um, so and I had done internships in the social media realm of things in college. So I had an idea of how, you know, day-to-day kind of things went, not nearly an idea of how they went in automotive, especially in the digital world. So um, it's been a learning curve when it comes to all the updates, Um, just simply learning the basics, CDK, Reynolds and Reynolds, what's a DMS, what's a CRM, like these, I'm a Mac user, nine months ago, I didn't know my mouse had a middle click. Well, it's so, a lot, and a lot of three-letter acronyms that we like to use in this industry. Absolutely, and I think I was actually handed a Google Doc full of acronyms my first day, and I <laughs> was just like, I, "I mean, that's helpful." Still don't know what they are. A week later, I figured it out. Obviously, trial and error. But uh, I mean, it's there's just a ton of different. It's a whole different language, essentially, and the process is a whole different. It's its own industry, and for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, I learn things every day, not only about this industry or digital, but about our software. We, we, we built this software, so we're the proprietary owners of it. And um, everything we do in-house has been created in-house. And it's insane, the minds that come together to create all of these things. So, I think it's just a, a whole new world, essentially, that mm-hmm. I didn't know I was walking into. And I love every second of it. You know, it is a fun industry. And I I think a lot of people, when they're looking from the outside in, you know, there's that stereotype that that the industry has of that we all wear plaid jackets and we smoke big cigars and, 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 you know, and and we roll back the odometer, you know, with every car that we sell. Right. Um, So so there, there, there aren't a lot of stereotypes. Uh, have, Have you, have you seen any of those stereotypes? Have you been pleasantly surprised at those? Have seen any of those stereotypes? Yeah. Well, considering I'm stereotyped on a daily basis, I try not to do that. <laughs> um, but yes, I have very much so. Um, have you know that dealer there, that GM that knows more than everyone on the earth? Yep. <laughs> yes, more often than um, you know, I would say that 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 happens more often than not. And once you start to you know do a little digging they start to realize that you're a resource. Sure. Um, you start, you know, I can get that light bulb to click on within three questions usually. Um, so, and it's really just a conversation. They just want to be heard. I would say in that sense, um, when it comes to the headaches and the things that they're dealing with and they want to know how I'm going to fix them now. And I'm going to tell you. So that's just, I like the camaraderie and the engagement of the culture of this industry. So. It, it is a lot of fun and, and you, you'll find, you know, us as vendors and a lot of people would think that we're, we're always like pitchforks at each other's, but we're actually not, but the, nope. the vendors are really, really tight with each other. You know, we all seem to be very, very close niche family. And even though this is a big industry, it really isn't. It's, it's, it's no. amazing how everybody just kind of knows everybody, right? Oh, 
Oh, oh. absolutely. Um, like our director of business development, Dave Lemon, he, I can say one name and he'll tell me the last name of that person. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a very well networked man and a very intelligent man. And for good reason, he's well networked. So, uh, I'm, yeah, it is a very tight knit community and there's a lot of knowledge within it and it's awesome. I mean, I really can't say any more about it. I don't want to leave the industry. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, uh, well, welcome to the industry. I'm so glad you decided to come into the industry. And uh, <laughs> so I got to be the first. I got to welcome you, right? Well, um, hey, hey, you're, you're welcoming, but by uh, being the first, yeah, like um, first podcast. That's right. There you go. So, um, so, so what I'd like to get into today is your what you've learned so far about lead generation within automotive. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big, big topic, right? Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, not only how we get the lead, but also what we do with the lead. So uh, I'm sure you, you, there's probably been surprised a little bit, you know, so walk walk me through that education of lead generation, not not only the how, but also what we do with the leads. Yeah. So, I mean, initially starting out uh, with lead generation, I wasn't necessarily as consultive as I am now. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know then. So now when I'm looking into this situation or, you know, looking into one of my current clients in our dashboard and checking out how they're handling their leads. Um, I can see if they've responded or not responded, that kind of thing. So I can go in there and kind of help be more consultive. Um, I'll pick up the phone, give them a ring and be like, Hey, I know that you've received so and so many leads the last, you know, 30 days. How are they looking for you? So I'm going to one fish for some feedback Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Um, and then after I hear what that feedback may be, um, I'm going to obviously provide recommendations for the headaches. Um, now as for, I've gotten a lot of pushback as to, well, why wasn't this in place already? Well, that's, that's the digital world for you. Um, it's an update, (laughs) it's an improvement, you know? So it's, Having the ability to stay up with the times with the solution that we're providing, the product and service, um, has a lot to do with how you handle those leads after you receive them. Sure. Um, I have come into multiple instances with some of my dealers where, well, yeah, but they're texting me. Yes, they are. Text them back. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, I don't want to text somebody. Well, that's how they want to communicate. So I am trying to do my best by leading by example with my, you know, dealers where I'm in figuring out the best way it means of communication right off the bat as anyone should. Um, second, I'm also trying to find a, a compatible way to reach out in a secondary form. Sure. So um, if somebody wants email, I'm going to video email you. Um, if you know, somebody wants a text, I'm sending a video in the text. So there's, I want to make sure that one, I'm getting your attention and showing you that this is how I'm doing it. Um, so that way I can reference back to while, Hey, you remember that time that I sent you that text message just to get you on the phone for that counter review? Why don't we try sending a video and a text message just to get that lead, you know, regenerating? See if we can get that, warm it up a little bit. Yeah, um, you're 100% right. It's not just about what we, um, it's not how we get the leads as much as what we actually end up doing with the leads that are right. more important, right? I mean, it, it, Absolutely. You know, dealerships have to understand that when it comes to lead generation, either they're going to do this themselves 
Mm-hmm. And they can, by the way, they, they really can. I mean, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's one thing that I, I really push vendors, you know, that there, there is no secret sauce. It's, it's only if there's a secret sauce, it's our ability to execute. That makes us different from, from place to place to place. Look, um, it's, um, you know, as far as marketing, vend- marketing vendors go or, or lead, lead uh, generation uh, providers go, you know, it's the same five basic ingredients. It's how we utilize those ingredients that can make the difference between the leads. Um, can a quality lead differ from lead generator to lead generator? Sure, it just depends how they nurture the lead and when they try to get the lead. Um, but it really kind of comes down to what the dealership and how, how the dealership actually responds to the lead. Now, I, I've been in the industry for a really long time, so I actually still struggle a little bit with actually using the word lead. Um, I, I understand that's how, as a industry, we decided to categorize it, but you know, I, you know, I was working with dealerships when they first decided to even start putting websites out there. In fact, actually, I, I worked for a dealership when we launched our website. We spent more time. What was that? Can you hear me? How 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 long? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for throwing out there. <laughs> you got me on that one. Um, no, I actually remember though. We we started doing a website and we were putting billboards out there now telling people they can shop us online. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, right? And when we first launched those websites, what we were putting out, what we were getting is uh, form fills. We would call them form fills or contact forms. Mm -hmm. We didn't call them a lead. They weren't really called a lead until they actually scheduled an appointment. Then we actually considered them a lead. Now, at some point in time, and I don't know when, I'm sure it was probably one of us agencies with all this is that you know we decided to start calling these things leads. In in reality, what they are is they're just questions. People are just simply right. asking a question. Um, sometimes they're more vocal about the question than they are other times, you know. Right. Um, but it's it's just simply it's just it's just a question. Now, how we engage with that question is what really really makes the difference for the dealer. Absolutely. So, do you find? And I love the fact that you're saying that you're taking more of a consultant role because that's really what we have to do. We we need far fewer reps and way more consultants out there. <laughs> yes, and I, I'm trying to find my way into marketing myself in that sense, um, individually, but as as a representative or consultant in this mm-hmm. case of Auto Suite. So I mean I think that's a it's a transition that we are trying to make internally that we want to be known as and be your reliable consultant in the digital marketing world. We want you to think of, I want my dealers to think of Helen when they think, oh, that might be a good idea for Facebook. Mm -hmm. I want you to pick up the phone and call me or shoot me an email like, hey, I just had this idea. What do you think? All right, give me 30 minutes and let me get something together. Like, I, I want that interaction. I want to be a resource as a consultant. Not necessarily, hey, I need to make a budget change. That's not all that we're here for, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, I want to put your best foot forward and set you up the best way I can in order to make you successful. So if I can help you get that person through that door and consult you on how to address that individual in some way, if you need it, I am a happy camper. 
Well, see, and then the value of your service is not necessarily directly tied to what you're providing. And, and not, not only vendors need to do this, but dealerships also need to do this too, is that we, we always, as business owners, we associate the value that we provide to our customers is limited by the service or product that we sell. That's not the case at all, though. I mean, our, our goal should actually uh, to exceed that value, right? It's, Absolutely. It's, the value is not just that I um, that you're my lead generator and you provide me leads. You know, the, the value on the dealership side is not the fact that they just sell a car to a customer. All right, we have to. That that's just the expectation. Absolutely. Right? Like that, that's just that's the bare bones expectation for the consumer or for in your case the dealer, right? right. But now the consumer's expectation and the dealer's expectation is that we exceed what the base level expectation is. Right. Absolutely. In your case, the base level expectation is that you provide leads to the dealership. Well, and that with that platform, yes, with that product. Yeah, with that product. It's now you guys need to provide even more value than just the fact that you'd provide leads. So working right. with them, consulting with them, and what and helping them support what they do with those leads it is a huge thing. It shows that your value goes way beyond the what Absolutely. you sell. Yep. So I mean, like I said, being new nine months into it and I would say the first six, forget about. Um, That's okay. I, but yeah, I mean, that, I would say after that first six, I, you know, had my confidence built on and we're ready to go. But, you know, I would say moving forward with that, I want to be able to be that first thought in my dealer's head. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. So that's something that I'm personally working on marketing myself as a consultant for Rado Suite, but also just marketing myself. I want you to understand that morning, noon, or night, it's a good idea. I want to hear it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm in it to win it and anything that I think may help do that, I want to share it with you. So um, you just I also need to build that, the, the culture within the dealers that I have currently to be, more accepting of me reaching out in that sense. I have a lot of old school dealers that, uh, you know, they don't, they don't want to be talked to every 30 days or 60 for that matter. Like it's working. Leave me alone. I'll call you if I need you. Cool. All right. If I see an opportunity within my dashboard for you to improve and grow, I want to feel comfortable enough reaching out to you. So the biggest barrier that I'm having is, trying to make myself that person that comes to your mind first is breaking through the old school barrier, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've got a number of dealers that are already picking up the phone to be like, Hey, can we do this on Facebook? Which is awesome. I love it. Love picking up those phone calls. Um, but I also love turning on that light bulb in the old school and the old school dealers like, Oh, this might be easier on me or this might give me more time in my day, or this might generate more leads, whatever it may be, I'm going to find your pain point and I'm going to fix it. So, um, those, those old school dealers though, they're hard ones to crack. You know what they, they are. Here's the way the best advice I can give you how to crack into those is, is that all years you, you have their perception of the value you understand their value is all perception. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's very much so it, it sometimes has nothing to do with actual hard numbers It is literally just the perceived value that you bring as an individual. Right? right. So, so by really trying to find ways to bring them 
outside value, you know, than than what your product does. I mean, you coming in and debt and offering your time to sit down with their sales team and just talk about, you know, um, how they can do's and don'ts on social media, right? That's that's you you bringing value. That's not even in the same wheelhouse as right. the, the leads themselves. Absolutely. You know, so, so their perceived value of you exceeds than what just the product that you, the product that you're selling. So it, it's all comes down to how you concept, but what we have to watch as vendors, and we really have to watch our mouth sometimes is, is that we really have to make self selfless. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Self selfless content. We have to make content and do it completely completely for them with absolutely. absolutely no expectation of return coming back to us. But after consistently doing this time and time and time and time again, their perceived value and continues to go up. And it doesn't even matter at this point what product you you rep or what service you offer, they just see that value. They love creating relationships. That's oh, yeah. the best way to create a relationship, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I would say I actually got a phone call, I think it was yesterday, um, one of the guys that I had reached out to, I found on Facebook, just reached out to him real quick, noticed a couple of things that I wanted to talk to him about. So gave him a ring. He called me back and said, well, well, I already do that. Well, why would I need that on my dashboard? I don't have a dashboard. I don't need a dashboard. I'm like, well, how much time do you spend doing this? Probably about an hour and a half a day. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to sell some vehicles during that hour and a half period of time? He was like, well, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about that. I figured out his pain point, but he's still very hesitant when it comes to technology. Sure. And um, I would say when it comes to that consulting aspect, that, that that's my biggest barrier is the dealers that need it that don't understand it. Well, that's because they haven't bought you yet. The, they're, they're, so you're still selling the product and really what I need to be sold on is you, your product is a secondary thing. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lead generating, you know, providers out there. There's a lot of marketing people out there, you know, that there's, we are definitely, and that's the other downside with marketing, by the way, is well, I can do a whole episode on self-proclaimed marketing experts. Um, <laughs> there's a crap load of them, right? Oh, I, I'm well aware. You know, every, 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 you know, every dealer principal's nephew's brother's cousin's sister is, is a marketing expert and, and can freely give advice on what they should and shouldn't be doing. And why right? they don't need me, right? <laughs> and Exactly. And, and why they don't need lead generation or, or any of the tools or services so that they, say, they provide. Thing. Right. So I, I think your, your best approach is to really help them with their lead response and make it completely about that. Nothing else. I believe the word is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's what you're doing. You're doing it directly. You're doing it directly for them. So let's walk through that. So what have you learned? You know, walk me through what you've learned and, and some of the things you observed about how dealerships are responding to leads right now. How they're responding to leads right now. Um, well, in the realm of, I'll just stick with the same product I was thinking of. So we have a product that hits, you know, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, Let Go, that kind of thing. So um, depending on the channel, it it really varies, honestly. Um, Facebook Marketplace, no one knows the method to the madness as to how the ads get ranked because they haven't released it. Well, I have a pretty good hunch that your response time has something to do with it. So we're, let's keep track of that. That's going to be the first thing that I'm looking at. Okay, 
how quickly are you getting back to these to these leads that I'm generating for you? Um, that's going to be the first thing I check out. Um, I didn't think that way when it came to Craigslist, though. Uh, why? Because I hadn't heard anything about. I didn't know what I didn't know, and they already told us how they rank their chronological. Um, so there's a different way I would say to responding to specific channels. Mm -hmm. um, when marketplace instant Craigslist should be within 10 minutes, um, you know, let go instant. It's in your, it's in the palm of their hand. They're reaching out now. They want to talk now. So, um, I would say as soon as possible would be step one, reach out to whoever's trying to get a hold of you to buy that vehicle or ask a question about that vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, step two would be respond how you were reached out to unless told otherwise. <laughs> um, a lot of the apps and things of that sort, I mean, you know, different channels that you can get on to check out cars are like, oh, have the dealer contact me. Oh, let me favorite this or whatever it may be to save it or reach out to the dealer in some way. Um, whether it be, hey, have the dealer contact me button. Okay, well that's gonna shoot off to the dealer, just a phone number. Well, I need to explain to that dealer how to, what that means to them. You're just gonna get digits as a lead. Yep. That should be your signal to pick up the phone and dial those digits. Um, and I don't wanna sound like I'm dumbing it down too much, but I, it's oh. almost like you do need to spell it out. No, no, you do. You do. I, I think what it is, is, is um, what, what I do with a lot of salespeople um, is that they don't access, um, necessarily understand the path that, it, that the consumer had to take to actually yes. get to the point where they filled this out. So if you were yeah. just to you know, offer yourself, say, you know, hey, Bob, you know, uh, I'll come into your dealership for about 30 minutes and I'm going to go over each one of these different lead sources and just identify what the consumer is doing and what that, what that path looks like. You know, what, what does a lead ad look like? You know, what, is, what does a Facebook lead ad look like? You know, it's like, well, here's what they look like. And, and this is what happens when you click on this button and this next page comes up and then the customer their, their information is pre-populated in and the customer has to check this off and right. then they go to the next level just by educate because a lot of times what it is is the dealerships are get receiving but i'll use facebook lead ads as an example they're, re they're receiving lead ads but they had no idea how it the customer was actually walking through that path so so you going oh, in you got there with no intent of selling them any type of products or services, but simply just to get there and educate, like, here's what Craigslist, here's what happens on Craigslist, okay? You know, um, depending on your area and how many listings they are, we can look at the hours and you see how many new listings go up every single hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then so when someone does click on it, here's what they're seeing, all right? Here's what the ad looks like, okay? Here's what the call to actions look like, okay? If someone fills out this information, you see that it wasn't required to put the phone number in, but they chose to put the phone number in. So in that case, you're going to want to communicate with these guys via that phone number right away because it was not a mandatory field. Right. They chose to put it in because they chose to put it in. See, everything, every single one of these forms are slightly different. It's attention to detail. It is. It is. So, so I think you going in there and working with them and just offering that, 
regardless of they're utilizing you as a service or not, right? You know, you're just providing a tremendous amount of value, you know, to that dealership, which Absolutely. will thus give you the opportunity to have more conversations about how we can generate more leads or That's more right. quality leads, right? Right. Um, I would also say that when it comes to after, you know, reaching out to that consumer, how they reach out to you or in the best way that they prefer, whatever it may be, um, is your follow-up on it. I would have seen, um, dealers reach out within seconds, have uh, an exchange of five or six messages a piece. And then that's all she wrote. Um, and now I'm, I'm having an account review and I'm checking out, well, Hey, I saw these five leads, you know, 15 days ago, how'd those turn out only because I know that they haven't been actively worked, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that kind of thing. So getting feedback on that, that might trigger to me. Oh, I mean, in digital there, you're always going to have a portion of spam in some way, shape or form. So, Oh, that could be a, I could find a way to get rid of that spam, you know, whatever it may be just to get that feedback from them to understand better what they're seeing versus what I'm seeing. Um, but when it comes to that follow-up aspect, it's key because I see some of these leads where I'm listening to these phone conversations that are recorded in our dashboard that you're having with potential consumers and they're good conversations. What's next? So, yeah, and see, mean, that's, that's the kind of information that you really should be sharing. I'm going to push you and I'm going to start watching your content now because now I know exactly what you're going to start putting out there. Um, but, but, but no, I mean, look, do, do, do dealers know? Look, you guys have uh, access to a wealth of data, right? You get to see, and it's kind of the same thing that we are, you know, so many, so many accounts and so much ad spend being spent. We get to see what's working, what's not working. You guys get to see at the communication level, you know, what is working at a communication level. And then you start to share that. So you know, listen to this, listen to this conversation, right? You know, of course you got to call them, ask them, get, get, get the right, right. To use it. But I mean, if they say yes, yes. Right. And it's like, here's example A, here's example B, you know, how much time, I mean, you're not a phone trainer by any means, but just simply asking the question, look guys, this is what I'm hearing out there. I mean, I hear this all the time. Like this is a pretty shit call. You know, it's like, it's a horrible, horrible response, you know, but people are utilizing these responses, right? So by putting that out there and letting people know what you are discovering as you're discovering it, there's going to be so, so much value in people learning along with you, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, need, I need to be more conscious of sharing more. Uh, I would say as I'm learning it, I have been hesitant. I actually took myself off of personally took myself off of all social media six months ago. Um, it just, I, nah. and I actually deactivated everything and then had to open a new Facebook just so I could use it for work. Yep. So I have obviously reactivated everything and I'm back to normal, but, um, that being said, it's hard for me to get back on the train of sharing content and da -da 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 when I've been so out of the loop of sharing anything at all. Sure. So um, I'm trying to get back on the, you know, the, the sharing train um, and still mapping out how I want to do that, um, whether it be video, that content. I love your 60-second snips. Like, that's awesome. That's, I mean, it's easy. It's user-friendly. Takes me 60 seconds to listen to. <laughs> gain my knowledge, and I'm on to the next task I have in my day. 
Um, you well, know, so, but- so, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, right? Um, yeah. You, you got to look at when you, if you're going to start creating a content strategy for yourself, understand that it's like playing a game of baseball. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go, you're, you're going to stand up there and you're going to swing. Sometimes you're going to connect with the ball and sometimes it ain't going to connect at all. It's like cold calls, right? It, yeah. In a sense it is, it is like cold calls. Sometimes, sometimes it'll just, it's, it's going to connect. Other times just, it won't connect, you know? Um, but as long as you keep in mind who you're creating content for, then you just kind of continue to work in that direction. Now, what I, what I find, you know, and this is this works well for for yourself and for dealerships that are looking at creating content, mm-hmm. um, is, is how you get started. Well, right. the best way the best way to do it is to hack it. You, you actually have to find a hack. Um, I started by uh, shooting videos in my car. I um, not the in this drive. office. Yeah, the drive exactly. In, in not this office, but our last office, you know, I actually spent all this money and lighting and equipment and, and I created this green screen room and I was going to, I was going to get in that green screen room three times a week, maybe twice a day. And I was going to record all these amazing educational videos and da, 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 da. Actually, I think it, you might even still be able to find them on YouTube. I think I made two. I made two. With all your I, free time? Yeah, exactly. And then I realized I actually have a job to do. Um, I have to, I have to work. I have to go visit clients and do that. So shooting videos in the car, permanently mounting those cameras was, I spent so much time behind the wheel that I just, I was either already talking to someone or something else. That's where I was going to start creating that content. So you're just going to find that, that, that time for yourself. It's maybe that, that, that last 10 minutes of the day or that 10 minutes before lunch or the 10 minutes after lunch where you're just you're just going to jump on. You're just, you're just going to do it in between. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have the time. I'm that person that like wakes up at four 15 cause their brain just starts working. Um, <laughs> nice. uh, so I'm usually up between four and five in the morning every day, weekends included because it's a habit now. So the first thing I do, I say I got off all forms of social media, right? Well, first thing I do is get on LinkedIn. Um, so I get on LinkedIn. I just start reading things cause all right, I caught my eye. Let's read it. Uh, so when it comes to the strategy and having, you know, a a plan for the content, I, I, am still in the works of that, I would say, because I, I'm still very fresh and new to having my confidence built on. Right. And I want to figure out the best way to, to navigate my first attempt at it. Um, I mean, there's only one first attempt obviously, but, uh, I want to figure out the bet, almost the, the hardest path so I can learn the most from it. Um, just the trial and error that I want to go through, I feel the need to plan a little further out before <laughs> I start getting started. But at the same time, that's myself procrastinating and putting it off. You know, I just, excuses. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So, um, the, the hardest plan and, and, and I, 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 <laughs> I know, right. I'm forcing <laughs> it. There you go. You're making content, right? But, but no, actually think about that. This form of content, maybe this is where you got to start you have no problem just engaging and having conversations with people. Not at all. So then there you go. You know, you, you grab yourself a camera, you grab yourself a mic, right? And you just start having these conversations. Uh, I was actually on my way to work this morning in the car and was thinking, I wonder if my cell phone holder hits me at the right angle. Like, <laughs> I wonder if this would work. And then I just heard you say you permanently mounted the video, the cameras in your car? Oh, yeah, because what it is, it forces me. See, the problem with the cell phone oh, is I can leave it in there. It comes in and out, right? Um, everybody hates when they get in my car because they're pretty much staring right into a camera. Um, 
but but I permanently mounted those cameras in there. They live in there all the time. Awesome. So 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 when the moment hits me, I have so no excuses. So I had to suffocate every single excuse humanly possible. Right? It was like uh, if I was doing it through my phone, I was like, oh, you know, someone's probably going to call me, or you know, oh wait, I got to do the text message, or oh, you know, crap, the phone's not charged. Or you oh, know, wait, I don't have a plan yet. I don't have a plan yet, right? So, so literally, I put, I mounted them, two of them, one on this side, one on the other side, and it was just like there were. I, I suffocated every single excuse humanly possible. I, I could no longer not make content. I literally just had to hit the red button and just start recording, right? Right. Um. It. So yeah, it, that's actually you talk about hard content. That's actually the hardest thing. The hardest part about creating content is actually just hitting the red button and starting. I mean, hey, yeah, and I've just dove into video emails. Um. We have the setup. I've been using those, trying to you know get some sort of generation in the office. Start using these video emails for whatever it may be, um, you know, account reviews, prospect calls, whatever whatever it is. They have a use, and mm -hmm. um, they should be utilized. So with that, um, I've been you know secretly over here hitting the red button quietly in the corner. But uh, I think I just need to. I, as soon as we hop off here, I'm going to go downstairs and just shoot one. Well, but you, that's what, look, uh, actually, if you're doing reviews, so you do reviews, uh, video yeah, reviews so with, with, I, with I manage um, about 60 to 70 dealers that okay. are currently clients of ours. So, look, um, you're, you're constantly having conversations with these oh, guys. Oh, yes, always. All right. You literally record your portion of the conversation, not theirs. Okay. All right. And then you're going to find yourself these little golden nuggets. Okay. And, and, and you're just going to, those are the golden nuggets you're, you're going to put out there, right? If you found that the dealer you were talking to saw some value in it, then those are the pieces that you put out there. Valid. That's good. See, I knew this was going to be a good conversation. <laughs> but that's the hack, right? Yes. So, so many people think when they come to, I, I didn't know this direction we're going in, but hey, with this direction we're going in, this is working. Um, when it comes to creating content, so many people go, ah, oh, yeah, I got to work on my plan. I got to work on my strategy. I'm like, no, actually you don't. You guys are already making content on a regular basis. We just need to document it and then put the content out there. Right. And I, I want to piggyback on uh, this isn't the way we were going. I know that we want to just discuss hitting that, you know, how do we target those decision makers? I honestly believe content is where that starts. So I'm glad we started going down this way. I think that in order to get attention of those decision makers, you need to have that content in front of them. You need to have that value, that 60 second, 30 second piece of value that's brought up. Um, so I'm glad we took the uh, turn down the content. Uh, trail. Well, it makes sense, right? Because that's what we said. If we want to get in front of the decision maker, we need to provide them a perceived value, a value right. that's higher than the product that we actually provide them in the first place. So, you know, you capturing some of these conversations that you're having with these dealers that are dealing with real problems, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and you're, and, and through, I imagine through a bunch of those conversations, you're educating them on new ad formats and new possibilities. Absolutely. And what you're seeing working versus what you see and that's not working. I mean, this is. And yeah. I mean, even great. based off of location and based off of, you know, what platform we're dealing with. There's a lot of different things that we can bring to the table when it comes to a solution to your headache. So, I mean, when it comes to listening to the issue or the headache and actually providing that consultive value, um, I, it, 
truly, truly starts with that first impression when it comes to that content. And I need to figure out the best way to get going, which is hitting the red button, right? It, it is. And, and you know what the cool thing is, is at, at you being new to the industry, I think actually helps a lot too, right? It is that you let people know, that, look, you know, learn along with me. All right. You know, I'm helping. Should, should I cut a tie? <laughs> yeah, you remember, me, remember that story? Days? <laughs> Just like you. Hey. That worked. I'm telling you, that <laughs> worked. All right. Um, so everyone out there that doesn't know what Helen's talking about, I, when, I, when, I, when I first started in this business, um, you know, it is very common, you know, to cut the tie when you sell your first car. Well, I got my tie cut, and it ironically was the only tie I owned at the time. <laughs> so, so I kept wearing the tie for a couple of days afterwards because I literally didn't have another tie. And, but the funny thing is, it started a conversation, right? People come to me, you, your tie is cut, right? And then I get to tell them how I was new in the industry and they were one of my first clients and I get to work with right. them. And I quickly figured that out. So I wore that tie for almost 30 days uh, before my managers finally came to me and said, Jason, we know what you're doing. You got to stop doing this. Um, <laughs> like it's, you know, you're going to get busted on this one. If someone's going to figure yeah, it out, <laughs> but, but what we're talking about here is not only very valuable in the, the, um, the value that you're trying to provide the dealerships, mm-hmm. dealerships can also take a note from this as well, saying that this is what they need to do in providing value to the customer. They have to understand that the product they sell in this sense, the car or the servicing of their vehicle, that is not where the value stops. That's actually where it starts. So that's your your expectation line. That's, that's, that's the baseline. Then we got to, when we've got to go above and beyond. Retention is always, it's a topic in automotive always. So I would say that customer for life is something that dealers, from my opinion and what I've learned thus far, um, something that they battle consistently all the time. You want that customer for life and you want to figure out how you can continuously build on those customers for life. Um, I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that I'm in this for the long haul and I'm not going anywhere. And I want to show you how to do the same thing. Um, I want to be able to provide you examples based off of what I am, our relationship, our communications, um, be able to show you practice what I preach and uh, put it in in action. So that way you can see that, Oh, this does have an effectiveness to it. Um, Maybe I should try this with my team. And I say that in a sense that I'm not telling my dealers to try this with their team because I'm not telling my dealers to try this with their team. Mm -hmm. I will recommend it, but at the same time, you know, your team better than I do. One, two, um, you have to be very careful when it comes to telling anyone what to do, especially in automotive. Um, and also I would say that when, when, you, when you practice what you preach, okay, yeah. you can come from a sense of here's what I did. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did with my team. All right. Um, look, at the end of the day, um, I'm trying to get customers in your sense. You're, you're the person I'm trying dealer, right? Talking to the dealer. I'm trying to get you as a customer. The same time you guys are trying to create customers as well. These strategies actually work hand in hand with each other. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. So look, the overall theme of this entire podcast guys is really all about creating more value, more perceived value. All right. To, um, if you're a vendor, it's 
more perceived value to your dealer. If you're a dealer, it's more perceived value than it is than to your to your customer, the more perceived value than just the car that you sell. And, and we can do that through content development. So Helen, uh, thank you so much for taking the time Absolutely. and having me today. Um, and for everyone out there that would like to follow and connect with you, and I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to watch you, Helen, and plus they're going to hold hey. you accountable for your content now. <laughs> Let's let, come along with the, on the ride with me. Might as well, right? More there there. you go. That's exactly what I want to do. Come along with the ride. So, so how can people connect with you, Helen? Um, LinkedIn, Helen Sheblow on LinkedIn. Um, you can also reach me anytime at AutoSuite. Um, I will be back up and running on all forms of social media here in the next 30 days or so, but as of now, I am on Facebook as well. But like I said, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am available morning, noon, and night, almost always, due to my uh, crazy activity brain. So uh, I'm, I'm ready when you are, and I'm also more than welcoming of any brainstorming conversations or ideas, or you just want to have a chat. I love learning from, you know, anyone that's in the industry and hearing what you guys have learned and your experience. So I thank you so, so much for the invite. Um, I've actually jotted down some notes that I've learned from this conversation already. Uh, but I look forward to, you know, the next one. Awesome. Thanks, Helen. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your dedication and wanting to get into the industry and really learn from others. Hey, I'm ready. I'm, I'm more than willing to learn. So um, any content anyone else wants to throw my way, I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. I'm sure they will now. Thanks, Helen. You have yourself a good one. You too. Thanks. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.